Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Welcome into MCM Radio. I am Jimmy Morris. I am joined by Terry Lambert. Terry, how are you today? Doing good. And man, that felt weird to say. It, and I'm and, and here, you know, yeah. uh, after being out with locked on for so long. But happy to be uh, over here and, and think it's going to be a good fit for us. Yeah, absolutely. So um, if, if you've been following us, um, you know, Terry and I did locked on Titans for what, about a year and a half? Yeah. Uh, something like that. Um, we are moving back to uh, MCM Radio, uh, part of the SB Nation podcast network. Um, and honestly, uh, you know, no, nothing bad to say about Locked On, but just for us, um, obviously both writing for Music Miracles. Uh, Terry also has Rocky Top Talk, the, the Tennessee SB Nation site. It, it's just a more natural fit for us to be a part of the SB Nation podcast network. Um, so that's kind of what we're, what we're doing now. Um, we will be here at least a couple times a week uh, throughout the season, uh, maybe not quite as frequent, frequently as we were before, uh, but we will have multiple shows for you a week uh, on this feed. Uh, you know, the football and other F-words guys, they were on this feed for a while. I can't even remember how long it was now, maybe six months or so. They've gone off to do their own thing. Uh, again, great guys, Mike Herndon, who does a ton of stuff for our site, uh, is, is a part of their group. Um, so if you've been checking them out, uh, you can find them uh, at their their kind of their own space now is what they're doing. We're going to have another show on this feed in the next couple of weeks. Um, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you're, f- you're familiar with Titans Film Room, Justin Graver on Twitter. Uh, he has at Titans Film Room on Twitter. He runs the uh, MCM Twitter feed for the most part. Um, so he do- does a lot of good work. He and South Texas Titan. Uh, James, they're going to be doing a podcast. I think they're going to be calling it the Titans Film Room Podcast. Uh, apparently, Graver has a really big ego and had to have it named after <laughs> his uh, his Twitter handle. Um, so they'll be they'll be on this feed uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks, uh, kind of corresponding with the start of training camp. So uh, we're going to have a lot of cool stuff here. Uh, obviously, you've, you've probably listened to us for a long time before, um, so you kind of know what we're about. You'll have them as well. Um, so it'll be cool stuff. Obviously, just a lot of good Titans coverage with the season coming up. We're finally almost out of that, you know, football desert um, where there's just not much to talk about. The good news for the Titans has been, uh, you know, over these few weeks in July, there, there hasn't been any news come out of the Titans, um, which, you know, this time of year, if news comes out, it's generally bad. Somebody's getting in trouble. Somebody's gotten hurt or something like that. The Titans have steered clear of all of that stuff this offseason. So, um, you know, still got some injuries and stuff that they, are, that they have lingering into camp, but nothing new. Uh, you know, as of, you know, as of 125 on Monday, no suspensions or anything like that. Um, so that that's the good news there. But um, I, I guess we can lead off kind of starting about talking about where the health of the team is. Um, and, and you can see if there's anybody I miss here. Jeffrey Simmons is obviously going to be on PUP towards ACL during the draft process. Uh, expect to see him this year, but probably not at least until I would say late October would be best case scenario. So you'll see him. I guess he'll actually go on the NFI list, um, but we will not see him in training camp. We'll not see him until later on in the season. Uh, the guys that are going to be interesting to watch, you've got Delaney Walker, 
what, Jonu Smith, Logan Ryan, Jarrell Casey. Is that all? Who else? Was there anybody else that ended last season injured? Uh, Jack Conklin. Jack Conklin, yep. yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I believe that covers it. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see where those guys start. Just remember, you have training camp PUP, which is different than the in-season PUP. If a guy starts training camp on PUP, he can come back and start practicing during training camp at any point. Um, it's a little bit different, like I said. If you, if you go to the in-season PUP, you can't practice with the team for, for six weeks. Um, there, there's different restrictions there. But if you have a guy that comes in and PUP being physically unable to perform – if, if they're on that training camp list, they can come off of it as soon as they're healthy. So, I don't know. You know, we saw Delaney Walker early in minicamp, but then or early in the offseason stuff, but then he wasn't there as much uh, as the minicamp went along. Uh, so, I'm interested to see where he starts. But, yeah, those guys, Jonu, Logan, Jarrell Casey, Jack Conklin, it'll be interesting to watch and see where their health is when training camp starts. Like I said, we'll get a little bit of indication of that when camp opens later this week. Um, I think the rookies and the quarterbacks are already there. They had to report today on Monday, but the rest of the team comes in into this week. The first the first practice is open to the public is on Saturday. I think Vrabel and maybe John Robinson are talking on Friday of this week. So football season is just about here, um, and so it's just funny this this process that we go through every year where you know you're so excited to get training camp going, and then you get to the point in training camp where you're like you're really sick of this. You want to see a preseason game. And then after about preseason game two, you're like, okay, I'm sick of this. I'm ready to go into the regular season. Um, but I think, is the Hall of Fame game this Sunday or is it next Sunday? I think it's next Sunday. Okay, so we've got, you know, about, what, a week and a half or two weeks now before we have an NFL game, and then you've got an NFL game every Sunday through February. So um, that's really good. It's really good that we've made it to this point. So i um, excited about that, and again, excited to be a part of the SB Nation podcast network, kind of starting this deal up. So... That's kind of where we're coming from right now. A couple things we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the quarterback tiers list that was put on on The Athletic. And then we're going to talk about some of the biggest remaining questions that we have on this roster as we enter in a training camp. So we'll get all into all that here in just a minute. All right. So first thing, uh, The Athletic published a list today. I think it's Mike Sando. Yeah, Mike Sando uh, talked to 55 NFL coaches and executives and got their vote on a quarterback, whether he was in Tier 1, Tier 2, Tier 3, or Tier 4. Um, and so broke it down in you know, the votes that people received and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, Obviously, the first thing that we're going to do as Titans fans is go look and see where Marcus Mariota is on this list. Um, he comes in at 24th overall, kind of at the bottom of Tier 3. And so, Terry, I'll just get kind of your thoughts initially. How, what do you think about that ranking? So I, it's hard to say it's not fair, um, but you know, it just this article aside for for a second, just you know, looking on Twitter in this summer, watching some some national guys talk about Marcus Mariota, uh, it's kind of amazing to me how uneducated some of them are, and how they just look at, at the stat line, how they how they'll watch his film and evaluate his film. Um, and acting like nothing was wrong last year. You know, that, that nerve injury in the elbow, you know, Mike Keith told us he was healthy for, for what, two or three games last year? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that's a full song. So I don't I don't think what you saw from Marcus Mariota was what he actually is. Um, again, that but that goes into the equation of he can't stay healthy. Uh, that's something he definitely has to fix. But looking at this article, 
I, I mean, it, it's hard to disagree. You know, one quote, I, I don't think he's confident and he doesn't make the tight window throws. You know, I'd have to agree with that. Uh, he's not the guy that we saw play in 2016 that was, you know, undressing linebackers with his eyes. You know, he was manipulating safeties, doing some next level stuff as a young quarterback. And it seems like he's just kind of lost his way, you know, through a, a ton of different coaches, through a ton of injuries. So, uh, you know, his offensive playmakers aren't the best. It's just a, a poor environment for a quarterback. So I really don't feel like this ranking is unfair. Um, but the good news for Marcus Mariota is he's got a chance to go shut everybody up this year and go do it. Yeah, that's the thing. And I, I like that you pointed out the, the, about the confidence thing because, you know, that was one of the things that I noticed early on two years ago. And I don't know if it was the injury or the offense or what, but he just he looked unsure. He looked unsure about things. And again, I don't know if it was physical, mental, whatever it was. But I really do feel like so much of anything in life, but especially playing quarterback, comes down to the confidence. And like you said, you saw that, you know, everybody went nuts about the no-look Patrick Mahomes throw last year. Mariota did that in his second year. I mean, you know, that wasn't something that that, that we had never seen before. Um, and, and it was a, a thing that we had seen from, from, from our guy here. But it, he hasn't been the same since that injury. And I don't know. I don't even know that it's physical at this point. I, I think some all of that stuff kind of factors in. And I do think that he doubts what he sees sometimes. I think he's a little bit hesitant. Um, and so I think once you kind of you kind of factor all that in, and then there have been all the other things that have gone around too. And I know, listen, we, we make a lot of excuses for him. Um, I, 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 I don't know what exactly that is. If it, you know, it's the fact that he's our guy. If it's the fact that we just can still remember that second year and what we saw there. I know that, that, that that's in there somewhere, all those things. But like you said, I, I, mean, I, I think I said 24th. He's 26th on this list. Um, it's fair. I mean, you can't, I, there are some guys here that I would argue against him being behind. Um, I mean, if, I don't know if somebody came to you today and said, you can start your franchise or even just, let's say for the 2019 season with Eli or Marcus Mariota, or is anybody really going to take Eli ahead of Mariota? I mean, that, that, yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't make sense to me. Um, he's right behind Mitch Trubisky, which, okay, I mean, I, I think you can you can debate there. James is ahead of Andy Dalton, Joe Flacco. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just I feel like I'd take him over Dalton and Flacco. But, again, all the things are there. He threw, he only threw 11 touchdown passes last season. Now, again, hurt, all that stuff is, is all, it's all part of the equation. But now it's this is basically the year, right? I mean, you know, you're going to the fifth-year option. Even if he's hurt again all this year, the Titans have got to move on. Uh, that they, They've got to see something from him this year. Uh, the the thing here is, I think, I mean, like I said, he's in he's in tier three. I think he absolutely has the ability to move up into tier two. I mean, when you look at the guys that are at the end of that list, you're talking about Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, Deshaun Watson, Matt Stafford. I mean, those are guys that are absolutely you rank ahead of Mario. I'm not arguing that he should be ranked ahead of any of those guys, um, but I, I think that if he can have a healthy season in an offense that that is good for him. I think you could absolutely see him move up into a, a list that includes those guys. Now, again, not saying that he should be right now, but I, I think that, you know, best case scenario for him, I don't, I don't think he's going to be a tier one quarterback. I mean, like there's only eight of those, uh, you, you know, on this list. So there's only eight of those in the world is, is what that says. And so you're talking about guys like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Um, let me see who else on this. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Patrick Mahomes, Andrew Luck, Phillip Rivers. 
Ben Roethlisberger, Russell Wilson. I mean, we're, you're talking about those types of guys. I, I, I don't feel or I don't see Mariota ascending to that point anymore. But I do think he can get kind of into that mid-tier two. And I think that's good enough that if you, put the, if you get everything else around him, you can win a Super Bowl with that type of guy. And I still think he does have that ability in him. Yeah, I think there's definitely six or seven guys on this list that, that he can leapfrog, get into that, you know, average range, 14 to, to 17. And, you know, as we've seen, those guys still get paid. Uh, so, so that's kind of the problem is paying uh, an average player. And, and that's exactly why I would not want to be in John Robinson's shoes right now uh, heading into this contract year. But uh, the last quote in this in this article on, on Mariota, it, it, it kind of sums up how I feel. Um, it's a defensive coordinator talking. He says, I, I feel like he can open up the game at any time. I still respect his ability to run. He has been hurt, and that, that might drop him down in these rankings a little bit. Uh, but guys like that can change your whole, whole game plan at any time. So that's how I feel uh, about Mariota, even, the number, even though the numbers have been down. Um, I can't get that San Diego, um, San Diego, that, that Chargers game out of my head in London, uh, the Dallas game. He performed at a really, really high level, and the Titans looked like a totally different team right there. So I, I think those were the two games that Mike Keith was, was referencing when he was talking about uh, Mariota being at full song. Um, if he can put that together, you know, if he can give the Titans even 10, 11, 12 games of that and head into postseason play healthy um i don't see how he's not re-signed by john robinson at the end of this yeah and like you said that that's the tough spot that you get in if you're a general manager because you you got to pay that guy 25 or 30 million dollars a year and that definitely it, it definitely it makes it tough on what you can do with the other positions um and so i mean the times are you know you're basically there with what you're paying him this year on the fifth year option but you know when you start to project cap long term You've got some guys that you're that you're going to want to pay. You got some guys that you're already paying, um, so it, it does make it a little bit more difficult. And so that's the thing. I mean, I hope we just uh, I hope we get an answer one way or the other. I hope he goes out right. and he stays healthy and he you know he looks like that guy that that we think he still that, that's still in there somewhere. Or you have just another season where it's middling, he gets hurt, whatever else, and so it's clear, hey, we're going to move on. And then you have the discussion of you know what do you, do you bring in Tanny Hill and, and draft a guy or do you bring back Tanny Hill? draft a guy, uh, sorry, Tannehill, I know I'll get in trouble for that. Uh, Tannehill, do you bring him back, let him be the bridge guy, draft a guy, you know, you, you can have all those conversations, a lot of that will depend on if Mariota does get hurt, how he plays, all that type of stuff. Um, but, I mean, I, I just hope that you get a, a pretty solid answer there one way or, no, or another. It's the thing where if he's, like, healthy for 12 games and plays well in, you know, eight of them, that's the kind of thing that I, I think probably keeps John Robinson up at night more than anything else is what if we get through the fifth year and you're scared to let him walk, but you're scared to sign him. That, that's where they definitely don't want to be. Um, and so anyway, we'll, we'll just kind of watch and see how that plays out. But I, that's obviously been the big, you know, Mariota has been the whole offseason topic, um, which I mean, in some ways is good because again, it means there's not other bad things going on, but it's another reason I'm ready for camp to get started. I'm ready for the games to get rolling so that we just don't have to have these, these I mean, pretty much pointless conversations anymore. Yeah, I, I'm I'm sick of having it. I, it feels like that's how we uh, let off every every show um, <clears throat> last year when we were doing this. You know, three four times a week. What's Mariota gonna do? What's what's he? Uh, what's the status? Is, is he hurt? You know, is he banged up? How's the nerve? Um, it, it's just 
it, you said it early on last year, it's always something. And this year, it absolutely cannot be anything. Or John Robinson's decision is going to be really, really easy. And, you know, throughout the offseason, you've already seen the Titans being connected with some of these quarterbacks. Uh, you know, guys like Jake Fromm, uh, Justin Herbert, uh, even Tua. I don't think the Titans are going to be in a position to, to pick that high. But, uh, you know, th- those articles have already started popping up. So uh, now's the time for Marcus Mariota. Absolutely. All right, coming up, we will finish up this show with a discussion on kind of the biggest remaining questions we have about this team outside of Marcus Mariota. So I think when you, when you look at the offense, um, I, I think you, there's a couple of ways you can go here. I'll throw out one, then I'll let you throw out one, and, and we can kind of bounce back and forth. But one of the biggest questions you have to have is, who is Derrick Henry? Um, you know, we saw kind of inconsistent performances until that last, you know, four to six game stretch last season where he looked like he was a, a he was a, a running back you can build your offense around. Um, you know, if, if they get that guy again, I think they've got the making. They, they you've, you've kind of shored up the offensive line. You got a lot of things going there. I, I think they've got the makings of what can be a, a really good offense um, if you can get that consistent play out of him. But, you know, I, I think we're all just assuming that's what it's going to be. And maybe it is, but I don't know. I just go back to what we saw from him in work, you know, leading up to that point, even last year, because people forget last year in that New England game, they were giving David Fluellen carries ahead of Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry was reportedly on the trading block. I think if Fluellen doesn't hurt his knee in that game, I think we may not have ever seen the breakout from Derrick Henry that we saw. So there's a lot of stuff going on there, but that's one of the biggest questions that I have coming in is, who is Derrick Henry? Is he going to continue to be that guy that we saw at the end of the year last year that you can kind of build your offense around, build your running game around, and that enables you to open up the passing game in so many levels? So that, that's one of the first things that came to my mind when we're talking about questions. And feeding right into that, who is, uh, who's Jack Conklin? Yep. You know, the offensive line really uh, swung up when, when Conklin went down last year. Uh, you know, Dennis Kelly was was flat better than Jack Conklin. Is that going to be the case here in camp? We'll see. Uh, but Conklin is, is quietly in a, in a pressure cooker to perform here. Uh, they don't. Uh, Jim Wyatt has has Kelly listed as a tackle and a guard here on his training camp preview. So that's interesting. Um, you know, when you think about who's going to be the guard. So it's the entire right side of this offensive line for me. The left side's great. Uh, we know what you're going to get there with Roger Saffold, Taylor Luan. But the right side of this line is going to play a key in Derrick Henry. Um, you know, being able to run the football. He was great in the final month of the year. Like you were saying, is he going to revert back to what we saw earlier in the year? I think it's all tied to this offensive line. So, And, you know, it all works together. You know, it all, all works together with Marcus Mariota. If he can hit some throws deep, that opens everything up. If Derrick Henry's running the ball well, this offensive line is blowing holes open. That opens up play action. So uh, I, I think the key here is the right side of that offensive line. Who's going to emerge at guard? Uh, you know, Aaron Stinney suddenly has some fans. Uh, Corey Levin is getting some love. Kevin Pamphiel is your likely starter. And then you've got Nate, Nate Davis, uh, third-round pick. How quickly can he come along? So that's my big question is the right side of this offensive line. Yeah, that was going to be the only other one I would point to on offense. Um, I, I'm curious to see how the receiver rotation is going to go, 
how they're going to work those guys in. Obviously, you wonder about Delaney Walker's health and John's health and all, all that kind of stuff. But um, I, those are not things that like really you know keep you up at night, so to speak. Um, the offensive line ha- absolutely has to be the other one. And what are what are they going to get out of Jack Conklin? You know, we we talked back when they didn't pick up his fourth year o- or his fifth year option. Um, so you know, it, it's kind of a it's kind of a put up year for him too. Uh, you got Derrick Henry in the contract year. So I mean, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on. Um, if they can get, you know, and listen, Jack Conklin, he he did his rookie year. He got a lot of help. I know he's an All Pro um, and and all that kind of stuff. But he was absolutely better than than he's been since he came back from an injury. Is he fully healthy? Can he give them what they need there? If not, then like you're saying, I think you got to open up everything over there, and you got to figure out what. Because I mean, I I just I still think you put your best five guys on the field. Um, not worried about who plays what position, you know, in college or to this point in their career or whatever. Um, and, and there's obviously more to it. I mean, I think sometimes we oversimplify it to say, well, just move Conklin to guard. He, he'd sit there. Um, and maybe he will, and maybe he can. And I don't think it's a crazy idea. But at the same time, it's probably a little more complicated than, than we would know. But um, I, I think that they're best served to figure out, kind of like you're saying, that with the rotation with those, the guard tackle there. Um, Conklin, Davis, you know, Kelly, obviously, if you get anybody like Stinney or anybody else involved in that, um, get your best five guys on the field. And so it's going to be interesting to see how those reps go early in early in camp and, and see how that goes preseason games and all that kind of stuff. It's going to be really interesting to watch. Moving to the defensive side of the ball, for me, um, pass rush. I mean, you know, that was kind of the one, the, the one thing that was still lacking last year. Um, you know, and, and along those lines, how much – how much do we see Harold Landry come on this year? He saw we saw flashes of him being that dynamic guy um, that we know he can be. We know he was in college before his injury. Um, can, can he make that step to where he's a double-digit sack guy, a guy that you know the opposing team has to account for on every play that he's in there? Um, I mean, I think that's the thing. The defense was really good last year. I think they can be an elite defense if they have a consistent pass rush. And they just they weren't able to get it consistently last year. At times it was really good, but there were also times where it just absolutely went missing. And so I, I think that's the biggest question from that side of the ball is: Do they have that guy that can come in and you, you know get everything going, make offensive coordinators game plan against them? And I'll agree to a certain point, but I will say the depth on the outside is is pretty good. So I, I, it's a, to a point of where, you know, if Landry isn't getting it done, you've got, you know, four or five guys behind him that you can rotate in. So uh, just from a depth perspective there, I'm pretty excited about that group, pretty excited to see who emerges. For me, it's this defensive line. Um, and you don't have Jeffrey Simmons right off the bat. Maybe you get him later in the year, but um, I, I think it's probably safe to assume that we don't see Simmons this year, and we'll kind of be surprised if we do. But... You've got Casey coming off of the injury, uh, entering what is his ninth year, um, so that's that makes me a little weary, uh, just right off the top. Obviously, he is an All-Pro level level talent that that's kind of gone under the radar his entire career. But outside of that, Daquan Jones, Austin Johnson, still here. What are they? I, I mean, are they anything more than than just average run-of-the-mill defensive tackles? Uh, you know, you've got Brent Urban, who's going to take some of that load off of them. I don't think he's an upgrade per se. He's just another guy that that can take snaps. Um, they didn't do much else to address it. You know, Matt Dickerson's still on the roster and, and a few uh, undrafted free agents. So that group to me is is underwhelming. 
Obviously, when Simmons gets back, uh, it's a whole new ball game. But entering the year, uh, you know, potentially for the entire year, uh, that that's a pretty average group to me. Yeah, and that's it's just crazy that that has been a question for this group for a long time, and they they seem content with those guys. Um, but I, I I don't know what I'm missing uh, that 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 they're seeing because I just I don't see it. And we've heard them say, well. There's more to it than sacks and all that kind of stuff, and I understand that. But I feel like you can see, like there were years where Derek Morgan wasn't getting sacks, but you could see his impact on the game. You know, I just I don't see it, and nobody else, like Pro Football Focus or whoever, is not picking up on guys that, um, you know, these guys making plays that, that we're not seeing. Um, and the only other thing that that I that I'm curious to see about with this group is is how they're going to use the inside linebackers. Um, you've got a good group there. Um, Wesley Woodyard, is, is he going to continue his high level of play? Um, you know, so I, I think you got that. You've got Rashawn Evans. How much is he going to develop? Jayon Brown obviously came on last year. So, I mean, that's a, it's not necessarily a question mark from the standpoint of you're worried about it, but I just think it's going to be neat to see how they use those guys. How much do we see all three of those guys on the field at the same time? Um, I mean, I, I think there, there's going to be some of that. Like you're talking about the depth on the outside. I mean, I think you could see Rashawn Evans. You could see Jayon Brown deployed in more pass rushing situations. Um, so it's going to be fun to watch. I mean, I, I really, I really am excited about this defense, and I, I'm, I'm glad that they were able to keep, you know, the, the core group of guys together. I'm glad that Dean Pease came back, so you're not having to learn a new system and all that stuff this year. So I mean, I, I, I think that part of it is going to be fun. So I, I would say I feel better about the defense and the offense, just because there's just there's still big questions around Mariota and around the other stuff we talked about on the offense. But you had to feel pretty good about where this defense is coming into this year. Yeah, and, and quietly that that inside linebacker group might be the best in the league. I mean, that that's a big statement to make, but uh, you've got your veteran and Woodyard there. You've got a, just two emerging studs, uh, you know Evans, who who does a little bit of everything, and then Jalen Brown, who's just the the athletic. He does a little bit of everything now too, uh, but really specializes on passing down. So I really like what they've got going there. That that's three of the best players on the defense, and, and like you said, it's going to be really interesting to see how Dean Pease uses all of them together. Now that Rashawn Evans is is actually up to speed. Remember at this time last year. You know, he missed a bunch of camp, and uh, it, it took him a while to come on. But uh, he did come on at the end of the season the last month. I think he kind of got overshadowed by, by the emergence of Derrick Henry. Uh, but he was one of the best players on the defense. So that whole group, that whole linebacking core, it's really versatile. Uh, maybe they don't have the established uh, sack, sack master guy yet. Uh, maybe Cameron Wake can help uh, bridge that gap. Uh, you know, you already talked about Harold Landry, but uh, I really like that group just from a depth perspective. Yeah, absolutely. And let's just, can we just not have a hamstring injury in camp this year from, you know, like one of our, like A.J. Brown, oh, that's <laughs> for guaranteed. instance, who that's already, guaranteed. already hurt his hamstring uh, in, in OTAs. But can we just not have a guy that we're expecting to make a significant contribution to this team that needs, that really, really needs to be in training camp? Uh, can we not have that happen? Corey Davis two years ago, Rashawn Evans last year. Um, so anyway, that, that would be the biggest thing. But yeah, so I mean, I'm excited to get this going. Uh, it, really excited about this season. Obviously, coming off in that three straight nine and seven years, uh, Mike Vrabel, you know, talking about going from good to great. That's kind of been their thing this year. So I, I'm I'm really excited to to see it all play out. And just like I said, more more than anything, just excited that we're we're gonna have football on the field to talk about 
coming up this week and, and just the, the time of, of there not being anything out there is about over. So anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, if you haven't already, if you're listening to this like on the site or whatever and you haven't already subscribed, um, I'll, I'll send out links and stuff for the, the feed to subscribe to. Um, we'll have all that stuff up and going, like I said. And then when you subscribe to the feed that we're on, you'll get the podcast, the Titans Film Room podcast that Graver and James are doing uh, once they start that up in a couple of weeks. So um, one subscription to get you, get you both of those shows. Um, so we appreciate you doing that. MuseumMiracles.com is obviously where we write, so you can check us out there as well. So for Terry, this is Jimmy saying thanks for listening to MCM Radio, and we will talk to you again later.